Hey, everyone. Welcome to Lock on Lakers for Thursday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, D'Angelo Russell, and LeBron James return to the starting lineup in Chicago, and the Lakers roll to a big win. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked on Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how or where you get your podcasts. It's always free. It's never going to be behind a paywall. And Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show and uh, more importantly, engage with a community of Lakers fans that is 14,000 subscribers strong. Uh, a great place to celebrate victories like Wednesday's 121 to 110 win over the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. The first game of this five game road trip, four of which actually do take place outside of Los Angeles. And one, Andy, that we identified as critically important because the Bulls, um, while they lost to the Clippers at the end of their road trip, um, obviously beat the Lakers bad on uh, Sunday. And um have been playing really well so this was a good team uh that the lakers beat even if their record uh the the bulls record doesn't necessarily reflect that great great opening to this uh you know critical stretch run trip yeah as patrick beverly will remind everybody the patrick beverly era of the bulls they've been a completely different team they've been a better team and this was a night where the Lakers, led by Chi-Town native Anthony Davis, they took it right back at him. And, you know, there you mentioned the starting lineup was terrific tonight. We may talk about reasons to still potentially tweak it, uh, make a move in terms of who Darvin ultimately decides to start. But everybody of D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Jared Vanderbilt, LeBron James, Anthony Davis – did their part tonight. And this was, this was, it was funny. You and I were talking before the show started. Um, I don't remember if it was Monday's show or Tuesday's show, but I had a list of four things that I recommended after that really disappointing loss to the Bulls inside the crypt. Four things that I thought Darvin should do in order to get a win um, tonight against Chicago. One, start LeBron, check. <laughs> two <laughs> really went out on a limb with that first one that's that's Dude. some hot takery there that you 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 were going there start lebron okay i'm a i am a man of bold basketball vision and i said <laughs> start lebron james two play rui hachimura rui after a very puzzling nonsensical dnp cd sunday I think in part because LeBron, very large part because LeBron was not starting and apparently the two of them can't play together off the bench. Um, Rui was playing again and I thought it had some good moments in this game tonight. Three, pick one between Malik Beasley and Lonnie Walker and Darvin went with Malik Beasley. That in and of itself may not have been the correct choice. I'm not even sure there is a correct choice, but he did choose one. He and did. Then four, he went with Malik Beasley. But he didn't go with him much. <laughs> no, he did not. Ten minutes. Malik was a minus twenty uh, in ten minutes. We are, uh, as, as you texted me during the game, 
we're going to have to have a talk about Malik Beasley. <laughs> so yes. uh, it may not happen uh, on this show for Thursday. It very well could happen for Friday's show if it doesn't. I'm pretty positive it will. And then fourth on my list, don't overcomplicate things. And that one I still think needs a little bit of work, but three out of four ain't bad, Brian. Okay. And it was good enough to uh, ensure a very decisive victory for the Lakers. So save the save the fourth part, the overcomplicating part, um, because okay. there's there's probably a lot to, to unpack there. Um, and it is worth talking about the stuff that really went well. It was interesting. The Lakers, you know, the 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 uh, start. You talk about the starting lineup doing their jobs. Thirty-eight and ten for Anthony Davis. Uh, Thirteen of twenty from the floor. Two steals, two blocks. Braun went for twenty-five on ten of nineteen shooting. Seven rebounds, four assists, two steals, and only thirty-one minutes. Which, by the way, is uh, what appears to be about a minute sixteen longer than he's supposed to. LeBron on a minutes restriction that based on Sunday's 30 minutes and um, uh, Wednesday's 30 minutes is, seems to be around, I don't know, 30 minutes. So that's where it is for now. Uh, D'Lo with 17 and his return to the lineup, a very efficient 7 for 12. Uh, Austin Reeves, 7 for 8 from the floor. Uh, he had 5 assists and 19 points. It didn't really matter, Andy, that the bench uh, scoring can be summarized by eight points from Dennis Schroeder and six points from Rui Hachimura because that's all they needed. Yeah, um, it should be noted too. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, nice game tonight as well. Yeah, uh, eight, eight rebounds, good seven night. assists. Um, and so you know that I I I I want to talk a little bit more in depth about the the starting lineup and and you know you sort of implied maybe that some tweaks might be necessary there. I know that was a big point on Twitter. Um, fundamentally, though. Um, I think the game starts with Anthony Davis because, you know, he took eight shots on Sunday, eight. Um, and I know there are nights where it's the execution makes it a little tougher. There are nights when Anthony Davis makes it tougher on himself. He's not aggressive, whatever it is. On Wednesday, there was none of that. When a when AD had, uh, it was kind of the, to me, it looked like the best version of all of it. When he had a little bit of space on Nikola Vucevic, attacked him you know mm -hmm. whenever they were isolated together one-on-one -on -one, whatever it might be he attacked when chicago would tilt the floor and darvin talked about this a lot after the game you know his reads were very quick very decisive to let it come and then move the ball and then when the lakers had that great first quarter run they were up by 11 at the end of the first quarter and i think up by 17 as much as much as they 17 were in the first quarter they were um it was because the ball was really popping and when those doubles came um, they they moved the ball well and they shot the ball well and then they also generated a little bit of offense from defense which you know it's just the the whole combination was in play and all of that together get Davis a couple plays in transition you get him a couple aggressive moves early it got him rolling and it's just you could tell this is gonna be one of those AD games well first of all when you're talking about the ball moving I, and all the things AD well did well tonight I thought he was part of that ball movement. He made a running pass to Austin Reeves for a corner three that is one of the best passes he's made as a Laker. It was off uh, – Vanderbilt got a defensive rebound, immediately got the ball to LeBron. LeBron threw a almost full-court length pass on the run in transition to AD, who had too much momentum to actually stop and do something, but in perfect stride – got the ball very calmly and smoothly to Austin Reeves, 
who ended up bearing a wide open corner three. There are not a lot of big men in this league at that size who would have the dexterity to pull off a pass like that. I mean, really, it's one one of the best, I think, passes he's made as a Laker. He's a sick athlete. I mean, like, and people, for you know, he's everybody knows the story, you know, six feet tall until he was a senior or whatever. Then he grows like 36 inches in an hour or whatever it was. And, you know, he becomes Anthony Davis. But, you know, he's got the sort of guard skills, handles the ball well. He's a good passer, even if he doesn't always read the floor, you know, as quickly as you would like. So, I mean, he is, I mean, he's not Pau Gasol. He's not Nikola, uh, Nikola Jokic or something like that, but he's pretty damn skilled. Um, and just the rhythm that that group had, um, you know, and maybe we'll, we'll we'll talk about this in the next segment. But just, just to set it up, it's like I I get why like you pick this group and you put them out there and all that. Whether it's the right group or the wrong group, it's a strange thing to say because the Lakers are not even firmly in the playoffs yet, Andy. They're now um, like, an eight seed. They're they, an eight they seed are. as we it's, speak. Look, I am I am still, I mean, I, I was confident even after Sunday's loss that they would still get in. I'm more confident now because they won on Wednesday and every game you know, mathematically pushes them that much closer. And it should be noted, this was big. Dallas lost, mm-hmm. and this is a great quote coming from the Mavericks locker room from Kyrie Irving when asked about the Mavericks playoff outlook right now, quote, it kind of looks a little bit of a cluster bleep right now, <laughs> which find wow. the lie. That's actually the most one of the most cogent things Kyrie said yeah. all year. Good for um, the Lakers. If, when you look at a team that isn't even in the playoffs yet, you know two two bad losses away from falling right back out of the damn thing. Yeah. Um, and but you see that starting lineup. I don't think it's crazy to to look at it and say. I, I wouldn't want any part of that uh, if I'm a, another team in the Western Conference. So I, I want to talk about you know confidence in this group uh, going forward, assuming they can get in, because I love the way this starting lineup looked, and they you know the numbers were, were reflective of that. We'll do it next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by Ultimate Pro GM, and we are stoked by our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. If you've ever dreamed of becoming a basketball GM for the NBA managing your own franchise, then you can have your dream realized with Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Manage every strategic aspect of your team during the season. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches, the right assistants, trading and training players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the drafts and all the ups and downs of a season. Laker fans are especially prepared for that aspect of it ultimate pro basketball gm is completely free playable offline you can play it on the go whenever you want however you want and locked on lakers listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store so make sure to check it out and to download the game just visit probasketballgm.com you can scan the code or look it up in the app store again probasketballgm.com the promo code locked on in all caps the all caps is very important Locked on. Start your dynasty today. So, uh, Andy, you heard him mention the Mavericks losing uh, to Philadelphia in Philadelphia on Wednesday. It's a cluster bleep, Brian. It is. It is. It is a cluster bleep. Uh, the Jazz managed to win without no Laurie Markinen. Uh, Jordan Clarkson still out. Kelly Olynyk missed that game too. Uh, Tht went off 
41 points, four rebounds, five assists. Uh, and that was enough to help the Jazz get past San Antonio. So the Jazz keep their playoff uh, hopes alive or play in hopes. I mean, I'm not one of these people who's super pedantic about that. Um, the Thunder, Andy, the Pistons almost did the Lakers a massive favor. The Thunder got a win on a a last-second shot from Jalen Williams. I'm not even talking about last second. It was with one-tenth of a second left. Jalen Williams, the rookie, uh, the one that puts up points. I was going to say been, they're both rookies. Right. The, 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 but he has been balling, by the way, that Jalen Williams. Um, 27 points. So, like, you know, the, the Thunder managed to squeak out a win against the Pistons at home. That would have been a devastating loss for them and really helpful for the Lakers. We will not be uh, finished with this show by the time the, the Minnesota Phoenix game is over. So, obviously, Lakers fans hoping that turns out to be a Suns win. Um, but overall, like you say, it's looking a little bit more comfortable for the Lakers, particularly with Dallas seeming to be uh, hitting the skids. I, it is, it, it's not, I think, ridiculous to look. It's if LeBron is healthy and doesn't have a minutes restriction in the playoffs, and AD is healthy, and D'Angelo Russell, who is a legitimate quasi, you know, all star adjacent type player, um, surrounded with Austin Reeves the way he's playing and a perfect role guy like Jared Vanderbilt, who, when LeBron and AD are in the lineup, gets to do all the stuff that suits him best. Yeah, particularly defensively, when when he can when he can operate as strictly a wing defender, mm-hmm. that is when you really see Jared Vanderbilt come alive defensively, become really disruptive, become a really just unique player. I I don't know if that's the best starting lineup in the Western Conference, but particularly with you know Paul George out. Uh, you look at the Clippers and, you know, Minnesota's got dudes in and out of the lineup and, you know, they've been uh, inconsistent all season long. And, you know, you look at every other team that is maybe short of Denver. Um, maybe you could put, you know, Memphis, whatever of, of all the teams that are certainly in that gigantic middle of the, uh, of the conference. Um, that's as good as, Anybody, you know, the, the, we, I, I realize even Phoenix with KD and Booker still got to see a little bit more out of them before you declare them just automatic winners. But fine, put Phoenix ahead of them just because of KD and, and Book. But point being, that's a lineup that I would not want to play if I were, uh, you know, a high seed in the Western Conference. Okay, well, the starting five right now, LeBron, AD, D'Lo, Reeves, Vanderbilt, you know, we, we may talk about for this show or for Friday – what might be a better adjustment, but either way, those are five core players combined with, for the time being off the bench, Schroeder, Troy Brown, Rui Hachimura. Those are three guys that I don't picture their playing time going significantly down anytime soon or their role changing anytime soon. Then maybe the point five guy with Wenyan Gabriel, you know, like become like an eight and a half man rotation and then point something with the Malik Beasley role which maybe could become a Lonnie Walker role, which maybe become a nobody role. But either way, the eight, the 8.5, that's a legitimate playoff rotation. Is that a can win a championship rotation? I don't know. We definitely need to see more. Frankly, I need evidence that LeBron and AD can stay healthy 
for four consecutive rounds of playoff basketball. All I'm saying is that is a legitimate rotation. That's a real rotation. And the team that started this season for the Lakers was not a real rotation. They were a rotation that you could maybe picture if they played at their absolute top end, overcoming the elements that prevented them from really feeling like a legit playoff team rotation. This, though, is a legitimate playoff yeah. team rotation. You know, it's like, a big I, difference. There is completely. And I, I, I agree. I think the way you kind of phrase it is, is really good because it's not that I necessarily think the Lakers can win four rounds. Um, slow down. Uh, you know, you got to see good teams make adjustments and, you know, and, and all that. So, you know, the, the problems with what they have will be exposed. Um, they have not played together very long. The continuity factor is not in their favor and so on and so on and so on. What I can say is in any single series, if LeBron is healthy and AD is healthy and you have a healthy Russell, like you have what you had on Wednesday, any single series, they could win. 100% capable of winning. I'd, I'd favor Denver. I'd favor Phoenix with Kevin Durant. I'd favor I'd favor other teams. But we're not talking about you know, where it would, you know, a 90, like if it goes five, I'd be surprised kind of deal. Like I could, I see why, you know, Lakers fans, it's gotta be a weird time for Lakers fans. Cause you gotta be both excited and terrified at the same time. One thing that if you're looking for stuff that feels exciting because it feels familiar, like, like a reassuring familiarity, because so much that has happened since the Lakers won that championship has just been chaos. It's just been straight what the bleep is going on. Why can't we why can't we just have a normal team? Like just a normal team that goes out there and plays basketball. One of the things that happened in this game tonight that the Lakers were just picking the Bulls apart doing was LeBron setting up shop in the post, typically on the right block. And you know, either either attacking the basket, you know, off a spin or something. More often than not, double coming, kicks the ball out, it swings, eventually creates another shot, whatever. But the optionality and just the difference in quality of things that can happen from LeBron as that hub in the post versus what they were trying to do with AD as that hub in the post is just night and day. And it's not that AD is a bad option out of the post. It's just that LeBron is so much better. And that's also something that he can do, like, even while getting himself back up to full conditioning. Yeah, even Darwin, while Darwin actually talked about that. Like, you know, sort of, they they got LeBron, like, they got AD rolling early, which sort of, you know, LeBron can kind of kick back a little bit and help facilitate, and Reeves can help facilitate and all that kind of stuff. And then when, when, when LeBron is on the floor without, um, without uh, AD there, you know they can drop him down in the post, and now he they you know is as as in Darwin's parlance, you know they call his number a little bit more. But now you know the the, the Lakers are in a good offensive rhythm, and now LeBron is functioning as that fulcrum. Um, and they were is, doing that with LeBron and AD together too. Yeah, but I'm saying, but like it even it worked really well. You know, it, it can work when when you know those guys are staggered, and I think you. Know, not to get too deep into it because I, I do want to kind of devote a little more time to it than, than maybe 
we have, we should probably talk a little bit about Beasley too. Like it, your, your choices here are sort of change the lineup. Maybe you think it's a starting lineup thing or you optimize the stagger and they're slight mirror opposites of the, because Reeves is going to finish games. Yeah. And he's going to play a lot of high, high leverage stuff. We're talking and, about a difference between, by the way, just so it's clear, either Troy Brown going back in the starting lineup or Reeves staying. Um, you know, going back to the lineup with, with where Reeves is, you know, essentially your, um, you know, a, a one of the lead guards with the with the second unit. Um, I mean, I guess some of it depends on, you know, really how tight and long this minutes restriction lasts with LeBron, um, and. You know, whether you think one is easier to do than the other, is it easier to get the lineups you need with Reeves coming off the bench? Is it easier to do it with, um, you know, with with Reeves in the starting lineup and just tweaking the stagger a little bit to find the right combinations there? (laughs) In some occasions, staggering at all. Right. And he did a, they, they staggered it differently in the second half than they did in the first. And there was a, there was about a minute and a half that made, I think, everybody very nervous in the first half when none of the three best players the Lakers have in terms of uh, uh, D'Lo and uh, LeBron and AD were on the floor. That cannot happen. <laughs> but even that then, should though, not there was happen. also, there was also that, that point in the third quarter where AD was at the line and Darvin went with a hockey shift and took out everybody but ad which meant you're back to schroeder as the only real Mm -hmm. playmaking guard which predictably did not go well right it's it's it it's what do you want your stagger to be and how do you do it and so let's let's talk more about it on on friday show because it's okay it is there's there are a ton of factors that i think play into this um one thing though that i thought was especially fun though for Lakers fans on Wednesday was the fact that Patrick Beverly went scoreless. He was a minus 32 and Austin Reeves too shorted him. That's next. Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel and we are down to the final stretch of the NBA season. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook and new customers get a no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars a grand bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel sportsbook app safe secure really easy to use and you bet on everything from the money line to point scores threes drained get a little spicy maybe with an exclusive bet like the two by three two three pointers scored in the first three minutes plus FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay Thursday uh, as we speak Denver is giving up seven points against the New Orleans Pelicans it would be very very good for the Lakers if Denver can at minimum cover that spread if not win the thing outright do not miss the chance to get your first no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba back to 500 andy indeed it's very very exciting for the lakers back to 500 with a chance to get over 500 in Minnesota on Friday at a game that is uh, particularly if Phoenix does the Lakers a favor uh, over the rest of Wednesday night and manages to win that game against the the, the Wolves at home. The Lakers with a win there would uh, move into a tie with the 
with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, I, or maybe even pull ahead of them. I mean, the math is hard here. But um, as Kyrie said, it's a big cluster bleep right now. Right. The, actually, no. The Lakers. The, if, if Minnesota loses on Wednesday and loses on Friday, they would have thirty-nine losses. The Lakers would only have thirty-eight. That would make the Lakers the seven seed in the Western Conference. So uh, momentum. Uh, possibilities there for the Lakers. Um, I think Austin Reeves, who was already a fan favorite, uh, really boosted <laughs> that profile on Wednesday when uh, late in the game he hit a shot over Pat Bev and did the two short, which actually in this case was appropriate because Pat Beverly was, in fact, too short to do anything about this Austin Reeves pull-up jump shot. Yeah. Charmin soft on that defense against Austin Reeves, that's for sure. Um, Pat Bev, Bev, he's a partner Pat, with Charmin. He is. Pat Bev, uh, as I mentioned before the break, really uh, struggled in Wednesday's game, and Lakers fans, I'm sure, were just disappointed to see it. Uh, he also had a moment where he almost drew a flagrant on LeBron, yanking, kind of yanking him as LeBron was in the air. And LeBron came down awkwardly, and I swear, if he had actually injured James, and that had been the way that that Pat Bev was going to get his revenge tour, and you know, keep the Lakers out of the playoffs and all that kind of stuff, um, it would have been it would have been bedlam on uh, on, on Lakers social media because if it, if it was Pat Bev who did that, oh my god! So I'm glad that situation was avoided because I don't think Pat Bev would actually try to injure LeBron James in an effort to keep the Lakers out of the playoffs. No, I, I all look, Pat Bev walks that line, frankly, tap dances on it. He's done that his whole career. He can get too, he can get too over the top with this stuff, but I do, I actually don't think Patrick Beverly is, I don't know. Actually, I was about to say that I don't think he's, a dirty player, but then I thought about all these different things that have happened with him. I'm like, that was pretty damn dirty, Patrick. He's Beverly, not so. not a dirty player. Yeah, I mean, maybe I think he has too much respect to do that to LeBron. Maybe that's the better way to put it. I don't think he would do that to LeBron. We've seen tangible evidence, though, that he would do it to Russell Westbrook. Right. So, <laughs> if, if I'm being honest about this. It's a weird thing because he's not – I think he's not it's not that he isn't capable of dirty play but I do think like he's he does I think have a code um Bev it's a weird code but I agree with you that I mean are you injuries, talking about the codes that he throws out on his podcasts for listeners could be <laughs> promo codes <laughs> yeah he has a lot of promo codes <laughs> it, I just, I I think whatever that code is that governs how he plays would say that you know intentionally cheap shotting lebron is outside whatever that code is i would agree with you um or maybe he's not above it i just don't know if he was trying to do it there i don't know maybe. now that i, I really know. think about this I, I, you know i don't want to spend too much time on this show defending patrick beverly that's not good for ratings um, but um Let's 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 do a couple minutes on bees before we go, and then maybe we can pick this conversation up again on uh, on Friday. He was terrible. I mean, genuinely terrible, uh, or as Charles Barkley would say, terrible um, on Wednesday. And the Lakers and Darvin Ham are going to have to make a choice here about how much he can play because he would be an extraordinarily <laughs> valuable weapon 
for the Lakers if he plays well. If he plays like he has been over the last few games, he, you can't play him. Let me put this in perspective. His turnovers to points ratio in this game was four to zero. That that's about as bad as it gets, particularly when you take into account Malik Beasley ain't exactly a ball mover. Yeah, it's not like not, he was out. Not turnover to assist ratio, turnover yeah. to points. Yes, Four turnovers, was, zero points. He was zero of three from the field. He 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 looked out of sorts from the moment he stepped on the court. Uh, Darvin said after the game that he doesn't think Beasley's losing confidence. He does think that Beasley though is. Very frustrated. He also said, quote, I'm behind him a thousand percent. He's going to continue to get his minutes. Uh, then went on to say that they got to do things like set good screens for Beasley, run plays for him, continue to encourage him to fight defensively. Reminded that everybody has off nights over 82 He said games. even the Andy, even the best players are not 82 and 0 when it comes to great games. My thought right. there was uh the problem is that he's a lot closer to 0 and 82 uh, as a Laker, at least, than 82 and 0. Um, yeah. He also I mean, he, said that there have been many nights where where bees, uh, you know, saved their behinds, and I said to myself, "That's not true. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that is no, that is a lie." And and look, I mean, we're not looking to pile on Beasley. That's that's not the point. No, like that. Those fans were like DMing him because he was wishing his daughter a happy birthday on Instagram. So like, shut up, make shots. Yeah, I mean that like, that's awful. Like, don't be that guy. But look, I, I've been saying for a few weeks that Darwin should at least be considering giving some of those minutes, if not all of them, to Lonnie. If he's go if he's if he feels like somebody needs to be playing those minutes that is a guard, and I say that because frankly, he could just play Rui Hachimura more minutes. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that is an option that he doesn't seem inclined to do, but and and look, Darvin very clearly we've seen over the course of this season likes having an assortment of guards. I mean, this forget the idea of small, undersized guards, whatever. I'm just saying he favors guards, so those minutes are likely going to be there for a guard at least, maybe until the playoffs, assuming the Lakers are in it because rotations often shorten anyway. But the truth is, Beasley's becoming unplayable. He he yeah. like he had 18 points against the Bulls but, uh, on Sunday, but it was really backloaded. It was backloaded. Four of seven from three in the fourth quarter, and we'll we'll talk more about this on Friday because you know the Lakers have to they have to figure this out because it's a he is a valuable weapon that would you know potentially you know really be a a, a legitimate difference maker for in a, in a playoff series in terms of. The ability to open up a floor and the ability to 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 create spacing, uh, to provide three point shooting that can sustain throughout the entire rotation, um, you know whether he comes off the bench, whether he starts, whatever. Um, but you got to get there, and you can't give away bad minutes. So um, this will be a topic we'll we'll have that debate about whether or not the Lakers ought to be. Uh, tweaking that starting lineup despite how well it worked on Wednesday where they'd still be better off uh, with a little bit of a difference, uh, different look there to start games. We'll get into all of that stuff and, of course, get you ready for a huge game on Friday against the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota. Um, all that coming up on Friday. Everyone have a good night.